And welcome to another Living in the Past. This is November 1992 we're talking about today. It is just the two of us. The boys are back. Just, Hello. Just, just me and Ben. Just a pair of turtle doves. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Churchill Josh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will get into that in a little bit. <laughs> you yeah, might we have will. Heard, you might have heard that, uh, and our friend Matt's bewilderment to why I thought that was so funny. Still it? bewildered. He oh. brought it up yesterday. Did he? Doesn't understand why it's funny. It's fucking hilarious. It is. <laughs> and we need to. We, uh, yeah, we'll it's be, not for anyone anymore, or no. will be ever again. Yeah, I don't know. I it just I was. I'll get into it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been a while since, um, it's just been the two of us. It is 9.18 on a Sunday morning. Shh, no, it's not. It is. I was up till half two last night. Half two? Yeah. What? GTA? No, actually. Packing? No, <laughs> done next to no packing so far. <laughs> and we moved tomorrow. <laughs> um, Leeds were playing and I thought, hey, let's watch them lose again. Cause that's the theme of the season so far. <clears throat> and they lost? Yep. Okay. Well... This is the perfect pod time for me. I've noticed that like uh, uh, we did a couple of nighttime ones, and I get real sleepy. You don't remember the end of them? <laughs> there's a point in the one with you and Laura, and I think there was a bit where I'm like, I must be very quiet. I'm like, I must be pushing through my sleep barrier. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am spry on my second cup of coffee and uh, ready to go into living in the now. So, apart from watching your soccer team lose. What have you been watching? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go first. Um, sure, go have, for it. Have My you heard um, Werewolves Within? Within? No. It's a movie that came out. Um, they filmed it just before um, COVID. It's got Sam Richardson in it. Uh, Sam. He's from. Um, he's he was in Veep. He was in Tomorrow War. Um, Name things that I've seen. Oh yeah, he plays a cop in things. Yeah, is so that is that his in... starting point? He's a cop usually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I bet he's been in Brooklyn. I'm sure he has. Been. That's why yeah. I know that face. Uh, so, Werewolves Within is a movie that he made. It's like it's a nice, cozy little movie. It's about uh, a snow-locked town um, in America who start experiencing some deaths, some unexplained deaths. Sam Richardson's, Sam Richardson's the new uh, ranger in town, so he starts, starts to investigate. Is this basically Thirty Days of Night? No, but it's funny. It's okay. more of a. It's like a, a yes, yeah, Thirty Days of Light, um, as written by um, a child, Christopher Guest. Oh, oh, yeah. There's like all these. It's got Guillermo from um, What We Do in the Shadows in Amazing. it. Amazing. Okay. Uh, so and it, even though it's, it's, it was a town, there's only like ten real characters that we sort of see. And um, it's yeah, it's really good. It's got like um, it's got a bit of '90s reference into it. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I definitely. Um, it's it's well worth. It's not look. It's not a bloody gory van- um werewolf tale. It is more of a comedy with a werewolf like influences. So Where can I see this? Feature? I I I I rented it off of uh, Google. How do you have money for all these rentings? Because I don't. I can't. My conscience don't let me download. That doesn't explain how you have money. I I work. (laughs) Oh, okay. And I don't spend my money on anything else, basically. Let's not talk about where mine goes. Yeah. (laughs) In my belly. (laughs) I should come over and cook for you and charge you half the the part. Um, What have you been watching? Oh, one other thing. um, uh, 
I think I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I'm listening to this podcast called Art of the Score, and it's my new obsession. It's three Australian dudes. There, um, one's a comp- the composer of the Melbourne, Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. They break down famous uh, movie scores. Um, they do a lot on John Williams. So, like, I've listened. I'm currently listening to the Raised the Lost Ark one, um, but really super interesting where you see um, how. Because if you heard that heard that rumor, oh, there's apparently people who listened. You know how they released the score to a movie before they released the movie. Mm-hmm. Someone listened to the score of Rise of Skywalker and worked out what the ending was just with the themes in the score, without seeing the movie, because John Williams is fairly explicit in his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. So like That's they they sort of they sort of um. They break them down, and um, yeah, they do a lot. I think they do a couple of Tim Burton ones, and yeah. So, out of the score, Australian podcast, get onto it. Yeah. And you? Um, I watched the grand final yesterday. Oh, that was okay for a bit. I was at my local fish and chip shop, and she said, "Is the grand final on today?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> I said, "I'm not really into footy," and she she like looked at me like with disgust. I'm I'm already happy. That yeah, she, she doesn't even know if it's on. Well, I don't know, but she. I'm glad that she had made my food before I said. <laughs> <laughs> how how do you uh, people who won uh who won the demons oh do they yeah uh quite thoroughly i don't know why i had to think about it yeah we've been watching now a little bit the new one. Oh yeah jack mcbray was on an episode who's that oh from uh conan's intern 30, Th- 30 rock, rock yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that was amazing okay he's ridiculous i love him so much <laughs> Um, so let's get into this is going to be a cruisy episode uh, let's get into November 1992 the events um, solo quiz solo quiz can't lose today can I well we'll find out <laughs> we'll find a way <laughs> one of my neighbours just like yells at the events <laughs> um, before we get into that there's a couple other things so Bill Clinton won the US election um, congratulations yeah it wasn't hell like it was convincingly, but not like as much as what it's like when people thought like Biden should have won more convincingly, and he kind of did, mm. but like um, it's it's still worrying that it wasn't as convincing as it was. <laughs> yeah, um, three hundred fifty thousand people in uh, Germany uh, protested the recent spate of right wing militia groups on uh, attacking immigrants. Which I think is nice. an awesome thing that happened, and um, yeah, like it's it's still like a, a, a huge problem uh, running through Europe, like this um, this rise of the right wing, and yeah, you know, it's just uh, comforting even back in 1992 that like people were going, no, nah, that's not. I think Germany's always <laughs> not always no, <laughs> um, <laughs> but since that moment in time, they've been quite good at. I mean, I guess you kind of have to be when something oh. like that happens to your country. The but majority like, are going to wake up and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not let that happen again. But I think, yeah, like, it's just um, good to know that, like, the representation of the country isn't isn't what you think it would be. Like, yeah. um, like the current, like, stuff that's happening over Victoria, you know that's like a, you know, a fraction, a small, small fraction of the community. Yeah, it's getting the most press. And it's like, it's, it's concerning because, like, now the rest of the world is like, oh, Australia's turning. It's like, no, no. It's like a thousand people out of like millions. Still quite worrying though. It's worrying, <laughs> but like, you know, we can we can overcome that. So um 
Uh, one more thing. Um, <laughs> the World Meteorological Ex- Organization reports an unprecedented depletion of the ozone layer in the Arctic and Antarctic. Uh-oh. And all the world leaders said, we'll get right on that, and they fixed it, and we all lived happily ever oh, after. Thank God. No. Uh, oh. that's, <laughs> they, they just said, oh, okay, that's, that's nice. That's nice, Mr. Weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We well, went to uni for things that aren't related to this. <laughs> what does this mean? Uh, so, going on to our quiz. I won't use a buzzer today. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, first one's going to be non-multiple choice because I, I think, again, I, I, I've created some multiple choices for this and I was like, it's kind of too obvious. So, what did the Church of England finally allow women to do in November 1992? Well, it can't be voting because that has nothing to do with the church. Yeah. They let them speak? No, they let them speak beforehand. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. See, this is one of those things where if you give me multiple choice, it might be really obvious. But if I don't, it could be anything. They let what them wear socks. What do you socks. think up until 1992, women weren't allowed to do in the church? Speak. No. <laughs> what? Not 1892. It's 1992. Um, <laughs> I don't know church lingo. They weren't allowed to run a sermon. Uh, who runs a sermon? Some old white guy. Which is called a... Father Ted. Priest. They yes. allowed women to become priests oh. in 1992. You frustrating, <laughs> frustrating man. <laughs> um, if you made the multiple choice more interesting, yeah, it would have been I, difficult. I, 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 was look, I was thinking about the multiple choices and I can't remember. I, was like, I think I was like, they were allowed to sit in the same seat as their husbands. I was like, that's so stupid. And then like, when you think they weren't allowed to speak, I'm like, that's not too far out of your consciousness. Well, after watching Sister Act... <laughs> They don't talk a lot. Maybe they weren't allowed to talk. It's a different church. You didn't say what church. I said Church of England. CV. Oh, you did. Okay. Um, Actually, all these questions are things about uh, people allowing other people to do stuff. So, what did the PM, Paul Keating, allow homosexual men men and women to do in November 1992? What A, have commitment ceremonies. B, serve in the army. C, Whatever they want, because who gives a shit what people do in the privacy of their own home? It's definitely not C. Because <laughs> I've heard about Queensland in the 90s. God. Um, it's got to be B. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. A is still a long way away, right? Well, no, uh, I think you could have a commitment ceremony. You could, it wouldn't be legally binding, but right. people will have them. But yeah. You have a ceremony that means absolutely nothing to anyone. They were allowed to serve in the army. Oh. And the army couldn't say... There was that big thing. Um, I think they even referenced The Simpsons, where he's like, uh, there's, a, there's a question scrubbed out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was a big thing about um, Clinton was also instrumental in letting uh, homosexual men and women in the, um, in the military, because that, before that, you actually had to state whether you were, and if you were, I'm not sure whether you were allowed to serve in certain um, parts. Because that's relevant to yeah. defending... Your you don't want country to, and destroying know. another country. Yeah, you don't want to. You know, not to get weird. <laughs> also, you like to think of uh, the homosexual community not wanting to be a part of such a thing. Yeah, because they're better people. But uh, I guess not on the whole. Uh, and finally, what was the Queen asked to do in November 1992? Die. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, cut, cut off her throne. Cut half her staff. 
Uh, nah. Start paying taxes. Nah. Or uh, travel to less places throughout the year. The fact I already said no to A and B, I'm going to go with C. It is taxes. She hadn't paid oh. taxes for 60 years. Did they just ask her and she said, no. And that was the end of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't know what she's paying taxes on because I'm not sure what she actually spends out of her own pocket and not like... Well, her pocket is... Isn't her pocket the taxpayer's money? No. Because that's... I think they do have like a budget. Um, that would come from people paying taxes. Yeah, but I don't think she... They don't sell merchandise, do they? I don't think the royals... She doesn't do cameos. I don't think the royals are part of like... I don't think they're tax funded. Where's the money come from? They just print it? You know what? I'm going to find out. I can't wait to be right. I'm so winning this quiz. Income is generated by the collection from public admissions and other sources. The income is received by the Royal Collection Trusts and not by the Queen. So it goes into a trust what and it gets managers. Donations? Yeah. Or tax? Tax. Uh, I'm not sure it does actually get taxed. I think they own a lot of land and they... You, people get taxed on that but I'm not sure whether there's actually like out of people's pocket every day yeah it's very complicated and I'm, I'm not going to get into it and pretend to understand it but I might have an answer for us in our um, end of year report I'll have a look, I'll have a look into it thank you uh, so um, I won <laughs> you default won. default <laughs> I nearly said the same thing <laughs> Uh, so with that, it's on to sport. All right, this is a very exciting sporting month. I'm saving my uh, sports, <laughs> my sports Hollywood gossip for next month. Ooh. All right, let's start off in Africa. Okay. We had the men's and women's handball championships. Nice. Yeah. You watched? Did you watch handball at the Olympics? Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? I like it. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, goalball Paralympics? No. That's amazing. Um, goalball is three people stand or lay in front of this like low, long goal, like it's the entire width of a court. Okay. And they're all blind, or have blindfolds on. Yeah. They're not fully blind, um, and they just throw this ball back and forth. And then the people listen for where it is and then just dive on the ground to stop it. It's so, incredible. Do they have goals on either side of the court? Yep. Okay. And there's three people in front of each goal and they just got to like jump in front of this ball that they can hear coming. Oh man, I'm going to watch that. It's so good. Okay. But that's over now. Uh, and we're doing handball in <laughs> Africa in 1992. So Cote d'Ivoire was the host country. Yeah. Even though they've listed it as Ivory Coast. Cote d'Ivoire. I believe they prefer Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. The men's championships uh, was won by Egypt. Hey. Yeah. Runner-up Tunisia. The I'm impressed with your pronunciations, by the way. Of Egypt and Tunisia? Yeah. Oh, Tunisia. More, more. Oh, okay. What do other people say? Tunisia. Do they? Yeah. Oh. Um, hopefully this doesn't test me even more. The women's championship won by Angola. Runner-up Congo. Ooh. Yeah. Like the movie? <laughs> With the gorilla? Yes. Is that Sigourney Weaver? No. Or the other one? No. That's um, Gorilla's Susan Sarandon. 
That's Gorillas in the Mist. Congo no. is like the one where it's like that. It's bad. Is anyway. it the same film? No. It's not the same film, no. It sounds like the same film. Are you sure? Congo's got the um <coughs> the fighting gorillas. Oh, that's the angry one. <laughs> the angry gorilla. Gorillas in the Mist is a <laughs> nice one. And the it's got that anim- animatronic gorilla that looks like really, really weird. Yes. Yeah. Um all right, let's go to North America. Sure. We had the eightieth Greer Cup. Ooh. Where is that held? Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe this was a Canadian football, so like American football, but in Canada. Okay. Their version. <clears throat> the 80th one. CFL. I only really noted it because I like their names. They got some pretty good names for their teams in Canada. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers hey. lost to the Calgary Stampeders. <laughs> I could... Um, funny. I like it. I once... Uh, Got a bunch of t-shirts from like um, old minor league baseball and hockey teams in, <laughs> um, like the Minnesota North Stars. No, no, like it's not a real it team. was like uh, the Hershey Bears. What? It's like this, this team called Hershey. A real team. Yeah, Hershey Bears. Um, Manit- Manitoba Moose. Um, nice. Oh, what was it? The Monrovia Toledo- Zombies. The Toledo Mudhens. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Anything with Toledo is a good name. <laughs> anyway, get off my sport. Okay. I didn't really want to mention this because I'm not really that into NASCAR, mm. but I'm somewhat amused by the fact it's called the Hooters 500. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Sorry. <laughs> the Hooters 500. <laughs> don't know who won. Don't care. Don't know where it was. Let's move on to the biggest news of the month. Okay. I'm not done yet. Okay. But... Our old mate. I would, I would lead with, I would have led with Hooters. <laughs> anyway, our old mate. Our old mate, Steve Howe, hey! reinstated for the eighth time. Oh my, in the same team? Yes. Oh my God. It's really hard to find info on this. Did he For just, someone who gets banned and reinstated. Did he just never on. leave? Or he just like rocked up and he's like, Noah's Howie. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Howie. Oh my God! I um, like the way Howie thinks. I want no. I want to. Do you know? It took me um, watching that episode with my son, the monorail one. Mm. To. I didn't realize that Snrub was Burns backwards. I thought he just made a name up. I'm a fucking idiot. No, I also had never thought about that. Yeah. Because it's not that obvious. No. He's like, I like whether it's Snrub. And I'm like, Snrub. Oh, fuck, it's Burns. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's not even that clever. No, and I, I was like, it, it, I literally, this week, worked that out. And I'm like, oh, man. But hey, you worked it out. I had to be told by someone who only just worked it out. <laughs> yeah, I win. Um, wow. I'm, I'm sure that's a lot of people. Yeah. Call in, let us know. Yeah. Um, I want to know, uh, I, can you keep an eye on Steve? Oh, I do. He comes Thanks. up quite often. Do you have a um, Google alert for Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Oh. Uh, it's hard to, yeah, find... I wasn't going to pay for articles. That's uh, fair enough. A lot of the articles that came up, they were, you know when it loads, and 10 seconds later, it like, sign up. Oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, so he came and went a lot, so it's... I think people kind of stopped tracking it after a while. <laughs> Was he just a coke user or is he do, do you do other bad stuff um i think he got arrested with marijuana once oh no wait was he like a 
Did he bash people up or? Not that I can find. I might do some research into him. Maybe we can make him the unofficial. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's I want to research my heroes first. Let's do a Steve Howe bonus episode. Yeah. Oh man, that would be awesome. Would it? I reckon we might do that. <laughs> By the way, talk about bonus episodes. We may or may not be doing another uh, watch along the '89 movie before our next season. So we'll keep, see. keep an eye on the Instagram. Actually, might this one? This time we might just just do it and not do votes. This time we just might not do it. I'll just listen to my heart. Maybe we'll just find the worst film that got released in '89 <laughs> and watch Batman again. <laughs> Hi-yo. Oh. All right. Uh, on to the more exciting news. Curling championships are back. Hey! There's been so much curling this year, has there not? The uh, the official sport of living in the past is curling. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. All or right. goalball. <laughs> One of the two. All right. Um, I almost didn't mention it because it's called the Pacific Curling Championships. Okay. Between Australia and Japan. Oh, okay. Just, just those two. I don't know whether Australia had a curling team. Well, they won, so I guess they do. No, okay. Unless Japan forfeited and didn't show up. I don't know. Maybe. Do they win convincingly? Yes. <laughs> they scored more points than Japan, therefore they'd won convincingly. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, my final big news, which I, I questioned at first because you mentioned recently about people retiring. Mm-hmm. But then this person came up. It was Nigel Mansell and the Australian Grand Prix. Maybe it was at the end of the season. Yeah, I think he announced it. Okay. And then... I might have uh, not... Jumped the gun a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was just happy. I was like, he's dead. Gone. Now. <laughs> well, you'd be even happy to find out he started on pole. Okay. The Australian Grand Prix. Uh, spun out. Is that the, the famous spin out? In the 18th lap. Where he looks... And he looks super pissed because someone actually knocked him I'm pretty sure yes it was it was someone that spun him out and he was unhappy with it there's I remember watching that Ayrton Senna and him collided yeah and this was obviously Nigel Mansell's last race and Ayrton Senna's just like bye bye Nigel (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember that because you can see him he takes off his helmet well, I don't know if he takes off his helmet, but you can see his face, and he looks... And he's got this, like, <laughs> that African-British hunter moustache. <laughs> like he just missed... Alan Quartermain. Yeah, like he's just missed um, shooting a, an elephant calf. <laughs> and, like, fair enough. That's your last ever race, Formula One. Do you reckon did it on purpose? I hope so. <laughs> but have no sympathy for the man. He won the championship that year, yeah. regardless of what happened yeah. at this race. He had 108 points. Ah. Second place? Yeah, no, it was Ricardo Patrice. Oh, okay. Senna came fourth that year. What was the second place point score? 84. 56. Come on, Nigel. He won by 52 points. Like, I get you don't do get you to think, have a last hurrah lap. Do you but think... Because Ayrton Senna was like sort of young upstart. You know, he's... Pretty, he's going to start dominating soon. Maybe mm. he was just more. It was more pissed that it was him rather than like. He's like, I got knocked out by this young, the, basically the person that's going to yeah. replace me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. That's my sports. Cool. On to film. Well, what a month. Hey, 
Hey, look at you. Yeah, I actually say what a month when it's actually a good month for film. I don't just say it willy-nilly for every single month that comes up. I don't know who does that. Uh, so, <laughs> Spotswood, Jennifer 8, Passenger 57, Aladdin, Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm. Love Potion 9, Malcolm X, Bad Lieutenant, Home Alone 2, The Bodyguard, The Crying Game. What did you... I almost could have watched every film on here if I had the time and the money and the effort and didn't like falling asleep to things. <laughs> So you, I could have done that if I'd done it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I um, I didn't watch it recently, but I did watch it in the last year. I watched Mark Max because that's pretty long. Um, but and it's a uh, um, what's his face? Spike Lee. Ah. That should be watched, I think, by a lot of kids in high school. I've never seen it, and it's probably the one I most wanted to watch. Um, one night I went. If you want to borrow. I've I've got it now. One night I went to watch it. It didn't work, and I gave up. And then every other time I thought about it, it's just a touch too long. It's like it's, I don't want to fall asleep. Push in this. three, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. If you get a chance, um, as I said, I reckon like a lot of people should watch it because it's uh yeah. If I could have my time again, I would put Dracula into the green waste bin, and I would watch Malcolm X twice. Let's talk about Dracula. Let's not. Their names are legendary. Their destinies linked. An ageless myth meets an uncompromising master. Francis Ford Coppola brings an undying legend to life. Dracula. <laughs> For all the hype this film has, woof. I, I have crossed oceans of time to find uh, <laughs> I wish I'd slept through more of this film. You didn't like steampunk Gary Oldman back in the... Who gets no. blue? Who gets blue spectacles? I don't know. This whole film's like, uh, it feels like. I assume it's what it's 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 not interesting. Nope. But then it gets even when it gets interesting, it doesn't really deliver. Like it's not, it's not a full horror movie. It's a little bit too period piece for me too. Like it's just like ugh, I don't know. Like everyone's talking in. Uh, like a Shakespearean type sort of language and stuff like that and it's like apart from Keanu Reeves who's like no. Keanu Reeves <laughs> he's not as bad as I, I thought he was going to be no like, he's this not is, this, is, this, is, this is definitely um, surf- and it's it helps now because Keanu Reeves is so loved nowadays yeah you go back and watch his other films like I can't be mad at you nah and Winona Ryder's good yeah I have nothing against her in the film No, nah, I think um, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with it it's just it's just not I mean uh, Anthony Hopkins is uh, what was he thinking (laughs) coming off of uh, I mean you're Hannibal Lecter and now you're like a flamboyant sort of uh, Van Helsing and it's just like I don't know whether this character really fit I mean I think it's true to what the the character of the book is like but I've never read the book Um, I do like her (laughs) I do like her three the lady who got three like suitors after her yeah 
that's pretty funny. But so confusing. I had not like I needed more backstory here. What is going on? Uh, Carrie Ulls is one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I didn't. With me and me and Mal watched it a few months ago, and when we watched it, I I hadn't seen it for years, and all I could think of was the Simpsons. Anyway. So. Same. Um, but yeah, I think we both sort of at, towards the middle of it, we was like, oh, this is. You know, is this gonna go anywhere? It's just for a movie that's Dracula and like you know it should just be like gory and fright. It wasn't frightening. I don't know why how people no. find this. this I didn't movie find it very sexy either. No, but I think a lot of people still like what's well, sexy instead of frightening. I'm like I don't know. Is it? It's a big thing with like I think back then with um I'm not gonna say women, but like I think. The selling point of the movie was like it's kind of like uh, that generation's Fifty Shades. It's like, oh yeah, it's not porn, mm. but it's sexy, and you're allowed to watch it because it's in a movie and it's in a theater. Um, mm. But like, it's a bit porny. But then, nothing about the men was sexy in it. But I don't know. Maybe like at that time, they're all kind of like those guys you see on the front covers of romance novels and stuff yeah <laughs> and Dracula himself has always been had this like sort of allure to him can um, I also mention my least hated Carrie Ulls film so far I think least hated yeah okay uh, not a film sorry like well, at least him, him, him being in, in it, it yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah we'll, he worked we'll well <laughs> uh, what else did you watch uh, I was pretty keen to watch Passenger 57. Did you? I did not it's really it's good not on man. Netflix anymore it's really good I paid for it and man Ramsey wants me to hire the best person available to head up the counterterrorism unit. That person happens to be you. I don't want that responsibility. Get off the sidelines. You got to get back into this game. They finally captured the world's most dangerous hijacker. Now, they're bringing him back for trial on a plane. Notify my people. They'll know what to do. That was their first mistake. Once again, Charles Rain is in control. And how do you like your sirloin, sir? Bloody. But there's just one thing he didn't count on. 5, 56, 57. Passenger 57. Because I watched it last year mm. on Netflix, and I, I pay for it again. <sighs> it's really good. It's, it's, it is one of Wesley Snipes' best films. Um, he is awesome in it. The bad guy in it's awesome. They like the the ending scene is at some like I don't know whether they're like and it's really short. It's like eighty four minutes. That's amazing. And um I don't know whether they run out of money because <laughs> like it finishes like you've got this like high stakes <laughs> high stakes drama um up in the plane. You've got like sexy buzzy snipes. You got these like uh, terrorists and it's all really cool. And then the plan lane the plane. The plane lands, and then the the end of it is at like some carnival show in the middle of like Midwest America, and it goes into like. Well, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, the ending like took takes you by surprise. Oh. You basically like go into like a like into a, a fair, and um, they're running through the fair. So now there's terrorists in like a. <laughs> it's just yeah. A little like, bit con air. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Con Air at the fair. Yeah, Con Fair. <laughs> um, I I think that that's everyone should watch this. Uh, this is 
Wes- this is vintage Wesley Snipes. Maybe when you pay for these movies, you should say, hey, come around. I've just paid $8 for this film. Come and watch it. That was only $4, uh, $5. Oh. Yeah. I nearly bought it outright. You could put like a little donation tin at your front door and just put a dollar in <laughs> every time I come around and watch one. This is this would be a good buddy film to watch. Like it's it's a it's something you should watch for someone else. It's pretty cool. Uh, this one like, and what pisses me off more is you're under siege that like um, got millions of dollars. Like it was in like number ten or eleven at the box office. Mm. This is a way better film, and I wonder like you know if it had been Steven Seagal in Wesley Snipes' position, would it be different? Like. Viewer wise, like people like more likely to watch. Yeah, Steven Seagal probably had more pull at this point. I also point, like you know a white and black thing too. Like I think definitely. Yeah, so it's like, but this 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 cemented because um, I think after this we got Drop Zone. Oh we yeah, got a lot of uh, Wesley Snipes action coming up. So stay tuned. <laughs> Although yeah, I wish I could go back and like you should be paying tax on this. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be in trouble in about twenty years time. He thought he was the queen. <laughs> And he didn't have to. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't paid. Queen doesn't pay taxes. I don't have to. Uh, should we talk about the bodyguard? Yeah, why not? Can we talk about the bodyguard? Yeah. Frank Farmer to see Miss Marin. What? Alexander Graham Bell to see Miss Marin. All right. Bill said he used to be with the Secret Service. I was two years with Carter, four with Reagan. Reagan got shot. Not on my ship. All my colors. Alright. You don't look like a bodyguard. This is my disguise. <laughs> well, his timing's good. Henry, I've spent a lot of time guarding people all over the world, and I found one thing to be true. No matter how incompetent the assassins, no matter how much they miss their target, fine. There's one person who always gets hit. Who? The cocky black chauffeur. You afraid I might get picked off in my snazzy running suit? No, I'm afraid that I'm gonna have to jog with you. Someone was in my house? Wait a minute, someone was in my house? Everybody's afraid of something. Loved it. Didn't love the ending but loved it. I quite liked the ending. What does the ending mean to you? Because I took it as... Firstly, I think he should have died. I should give a back... Okay, yeah. let's, let's backstory it. Basically, Whitney Houston plays a, uh, a singer named... There's Rachel, a spoiler coming up, though. Named Rachel Mad- Maddow. Yeah. I don't know. Um... And she needs bodyguard because she's got a crazy stalker um, coming after her. She's, she's actually got two crazy stalkers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a big spoiler coming up, uh, which we are going to talk about because, you know. You have to. You have to. We'll actually put, I'll put a thing in the notes saying that you have to watch the bodyguard before <laughs> all those are spoilers. Um, so she gets, uh, well, Kevin Costa becomes a bodyguard very begrudgingly. They don't hit it off at first. Then he, then he saves her and she likes him. Then they sleep together, and he doesn't like her. Uh, also, she sees him watching her music videos, and she's like, oh. That was creepy. He's yeah. just like sitting there, and he's like... Blaring he, it as well? He did that thing where I think all all guys, when they're by themselves maybe, and they're watching something, he does the lean forward and just like... 
oh, there's nothing going on here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, and she's watching him, watching that. He built his own room. That room was built yeah. for him. Um, well, anyway, so... He, he's the best. He he does sleep with her. Then he gets... He's like, I shouldn't have done that and sort of rejects her and he gets, she gets a bit... Um, she rejects him again. And then... It basically... It's one of those things like she... Like three or four times throughout the movie, she doesn't like him. Mm. But then he does something and like, you can't... That's not a good healthy relationship. Um, so all towards He's trying end, to be professional though. Yeah, I know. Um, so the ending basically... We'll get to the spoiler in a sec. Uh, he gets shot protecting her, but he doesn't die. And then she, he, the ending scene is her, him seeing her off at the airport and she's flying away. And then just before she about to fly off, she runs off the plane and there's that famous scene where it's like the camera's spinning around them and there's um, I Will Always Love You uh, um, playing. But then it cuts to him Right at the end, it cuts to a scene with him just behind some congressman and he's back to his old thing and he's mm. not with her. And I don't get that scene. I don't quite... So I wasn't sure... She runs off the plane to kiss him. Yeah. Is that... Were they together before that moment? Mm. Or were they like kind of in this weird limbo, I'm not sure, and she's like, okay, let's just cement this before I leave well, and I you go th- off to work to maybe die again? I see it as her going, that's her big thank you, but like, we're not going to do it. Like, she, she understands that he doesn't want to get involved with her. Or are they getting involved? That's why he can't work for her anymore. Oh, yeah. He's going to go do this other job. It's showing like he has to carry, he's not like injured and wetting the wings. He has to go do another job so that they can be together. How much do they trash that new bodyguard too? She's like, yeah, I'm not going to fall for him. Look at him. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. There's <laughs> this, this, this old fat guy. I was like, I was like, I wanted to, I, wanted, I definitely wanted him to go, hey. <laughs> like Cliff in Home Alone too. Yeah. No, it's a lie. Um, it's just still being earshot. Uh, but yeah, this is a really good uh, sort of, it's not a really thriller, it's like, it's just a thriller. Um, but yeah, but, there's, uh, some unnecessary scenes at the end some like extra storytelling that wasn't necessary yeah my favourite scenes uh so it's at the start this guy's trying to hire him and um he uh he's trying to convince him of how good he is and he starts throwing knives yeah and like the first three he just fucks up and then the guys the guys behind him is like you might want to stand there Was he hustling him there? I don't know. I think he was like, that's the thing. I was like, that's the, that's goofy Kevin Costa for you. That's like him being, he's actually kind of a funny actor when he wants to be. All right, calm down. Um, <laughs> I also, I don't know why they went to the snow. I don't know whether like Kevin Costa said like, I caught myself in the mirror in a turtleneck. And I think that would serve this uh, movie. And like, Was he wrong? <laughs> and me, me and Mal watching it and she's like, how high are his pants? <laughs> it's like, and then they show a wide shot. He is like two thirds pants in that. In, like, is they are up to nearly his ribs. And he goes and see, he goes and says, was his his style at the time. He goes to his dad's house and they stay up there because, like, um, the big spoiler alert is this is that, yes, there is a, uh, there is a stalker that broke into the house and masturbated on her bed <laughs> and mm. sends her, like, a, um, like disgusting um, notes and stuff like that, but he's not the one that is trying to kill her. No, he's just a horny fan. Her sister 
has hired someone <sighs> to kill her because did not see she... this coming. No, I literally did not see this coming. And I'd seen this movie before, I'm pretty sure. And I completely forgot it. I'd seen so many bits, and I remember the creepy stalker fan. Yeah. And I remember him, and I just didn't no. always assume, like... <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it, just listening to this now. <laughs> no! <laughs> I was sure that he was the only bad guy in the movie. You don't expect a plot yeah. twist at all. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the only thing that I will say is there's not a moment that I, I, and I actually rewatched this bit a bit, um, again, I can't work out what twigs him to work out what's going on. Cause he just walks in and she's drinking and he just goes, oh, so when did you hire, hire him? And I don't understand. I think just by deduction. Like, yeah. obviously, someone's been tipped off that they're there. There's only a handful of people that would know. And he's sort of like, oh. Whitney's not done it herself. He's not done it. His dad's not done it. I guess it's her sister. Do you She's think pretty if, jealous. You saw, if you saw a 10-year-old kid um, driving a boat on a, on a nearly frozen lake, would your first reaction to be jump onto that boat and fall into the water with the kid? No, I'd be like, Oi, dickhead, come back here. <laughs> that was really weird. Stop being a dickhead. It's kind of weird. Unless you're like, does he know that the boat might be booby-trapped? Well, yeah. Was he already onto the idea that they, the guy might know that they're there? True. Hmm. I don't know. It's but then afterwards, like, after it blew up, he should have been like, told you, I knew it was coming. You know, with all this, with all this uh, deduction, just saying, Costner, Batman. Oh, it could have been. Imagine a Costner, Batman. I can't, Imagine a cost of Batman. I can't see it as actiony for some reason. I can see the Bruce Wayne side. I can't see the flying around, being sexy and mysterious. He'd have to. He couldn't have his little drawl to like his little. He's got a little bit of a southern drawl. No, yeah, that wouldn't work. Cost of Batman. Imagine Harrison Ford as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can't say that, you're Batman. <laughs> Him and Catwoman just standing in an alleyway. <laughs> he, he, can't, he can't sneak up to any um, anyone because it's like, who's mouth breathing around here? <laughs> They'd make a special bat suit, like, covers his nostrils. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we need to talk about the Home Alone, too. Hiya, pal. The halls with Marvin Harry. Yes. Make their Christmas not so merry. Give them bricks and give them riches. One for Christmas in the trenches. Toss some paint cans down to greet them. Send the toolbox down to meet them. Serve the nails for Christmas dinner. Kevin is declared the winner. May I do the thinking, please? Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. You work after shave? That's kerosene. Now, why would anybody soak a rope in kerosene? Merry Christmas. 
Chodo dish. <laughs> what more needs to be said? Um, we I do don't... cover this a bit on um, our uh, top 20 uh, grossing movies of 1992. No, um, it hit me. I don't think I mentioned in that episode how blasé everyone is about him hanging out with this homeless pigeon lady. <laughs> and But, like, so growing up, watching this film... It didn't make me think... You were friends with the homeless pigeon lady and everyone was like really, really up about it. <laughs> wasn't far off. But I didn't have this perception growing up that homeless people were, were safe and nice and friendly. Yeah. Like that didn't stick with me at all. But watching it now, I'm like, this homeless person is a perfectly sweet person who's fallen on hard times and they're genuine and they're nice. That yeah. doesn't That doesn't stick with anyone, I don't think. And I don't think it's supposed to. But I feel like it's quite important. Homeless people aren't just violent vagrants. She's I a nice old lady. I would have liked to see her, like... Imagine Pinch Lady as Batman. Um, <laughs> um, because, like, the other the other um, side of it is he... Remember he's walking, and actually, actually scared my kid a couple of times. When he's walking down Central Park and he gets into the cab, he's like, yeah. does it get much better in here, kid? And yeah. it's like, and he sees like the other side of the homeless population of like, you know, yeah. the people around flaming barrels. That's what, by the way, I thought <laughs> New York City was just flaming barrels <laughs> and steam coming out from like the sewers. That's yep. what I thought. Um, and it was constantly wet. Um, yep. I look, this is, this is good. I, I actually kind of like this one better than the first one. I think um, so. Yeah. Tim Curry is uh, amazing pizza. Um, yeah. Cause now you've got. Tim Curry and Daniel Stern. Yeah. The first one, you've only got Daniel Stern. What a whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> the only thing is like, yeah, Marv's a little bit, a little bit muttly in it. Like he's, he's really doing the ratchet. ratchet, ratchet. But yeah. man, the, the intro bit of, well, not, they'd seen him before, but like the, the throwing the big, the bricks down. Yeah. It's almost that sort of bit where it's funny. That's eh, not so funny. Yeah, you got funny. Yeah. <laughs> because of Daniel Stern. Yeah. Harry. <laughs> um, and do... how is he not dead? I know. I like, we talked, I think, the first one with how many injuries they've oh, yeah, had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would die. Oh, if yeah. a brick hit you in the head from, like, <laughs> four stories die. up, you're um, dead. That's it. And there's a bit where, like, they fall on... Um, I mean, they fall on a bunch of terps and, like, methylated spirits and, like... Oh, that would burn. Oh, man. And then... Um, They're so lucky as well when the rope catches on fire that it doesn't, snaps. Yeah. that It doesn't go down to the, basically fall down and, and torch them, basically. Yeah. Um, I do find... Nah, that's just nitpicking. The, go on. Just the, the, the fact that like that he, he gets them to go into another house. Like, I know you need that. and I know you need that that set piece in a Home Alone movie. I understand why they didn't do anyone with Macaulay Culkin after this because, like, seriously. The first one's, you know, they're, tr- they're trying to rob that house. That's fine anyway. Mm. Second one, he manages them to get into another house that's being under construction. I don't know how you can top that or, like, go to a different place sort of thing. Well, I guess you bring in Scarlett Johansson, don't you? <laughs> well, the other thing is, like, you know, I, then you, like, you know, does he get stuck in a museum or does he get st- stuck in stuff like that, you know, or, or a zoo or, like, you know... Start sort of upping the ante of, but then you're not home alone. You're zoo alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just um, the prequel to We Bought a Zoo. Yeah, that's why they bought one. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. Like, but apart from that, like it's it's 
it's a classic movie like we watch it yeah way more than the, than the first one um the f- the uh the bit that bud does at the start to kevin at the i kind of get a bit triggered by that because <laughs> i don't like to i not so much like what he does to him but like um i had to sing a solo at a school concert and i i didn't like that um it also really bothers me how it's he pushed his brother mm. that was all he did everything there is obviously obviously a consequence of his actions but he didn't push down everyone. He didn't take. He didn't mean to ruin the entire show. And take out the piano player. But that was. <laughs> that, was that, that woman's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but the entire auditorium, bar two people, are pissing themselves laughing at Kevin. Yeah, that's that's not I, okay. I think yeah. He he. This one I think really, they were just like. How can we link A to B to C to get to D, which is like the set piece at the end? It's like, and they didn't they didn't think about it as much. It was just like, we need to get him to New York. We need him to get pissed off his family. Let's find the easiest way possible to do that. Like the it, the fact that it was like a two year two year turnaround, or probably like even a one year for mm. actual filming from the first one. I don't know whether writing was like, <laughs> like it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's, it's, it's I'm I'm nitpicking as well. It's it's but it's it's it's, it's more fan service. Yeah. Um, and it's very I guess it's a kids film so it's got to be over the top yeah. like that piano lady has to get knocked out but let's let's talk about Mrs. Duncan <laughs> yes um, and we shouldn't it's not a speech impediment but the way he pronounces his words and the fa- the way he gets remember the Valvoline guy yeah yeah <laughs> he and the, he's just so wistful so he like is. everything that Kevin asks him he's like well story goes that <laughs> it's like no no just anyone that's not a child on Christmas Eve is like dude hurry up where is this going stop talking give me my change I need to leave this $20 note came from Eisenhower <laughs> it's like and then it was also he's also got the uh, the vanishing skills of Batman because like he's there one minute and then <laughs> he fell down come on he didn't vanish <laughs> Oh. He turned. He probably turned around to tell another story and stacked it. <laughs> Kevin, I've fallen and I can't. <laughs> you shouldn't be laughing at people falling down, especially the elderly. Oh my god! He might have broke a wing. All right, shall we move on to the racist in the room? Sure. <laughs> oh my god. Um, what's next? So, I'm going to kill your mood now. <laughs> Before Aladdin, there is a disclaimer on Disney Plus that reads, which I'm guessing they've done for quite a few things. Yeah, yep. The program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, because we just don't want to get some money, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversations to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. I Look, okay. 
I say kudos. This movie makes us a lot of money. We're not going to take it off. But I, here's a half-assed apology about it existing. I I give him props because I don't see any others any others um uh, streaming service doing that. Mm, props is a big word. Prop. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, and they put up basically. It's it's before anything after 1960 or like or not like like even like the little shorts like with Def, uh, with um Donald Duck and stuff mm. like that, they they put it towards that and I, sometimes it's, it's not got anything in it but like I think it's just they know of their tr- their troubled history do you think maybe to give them real props they could have had like a little asterisk or something like come up on the screen being like this here this moment <laughs> no yeah but we can't edit it out of the film because the film would make no sense but this is wrong. Like, point out to kids that Arabian Nights, Arabian Days should not be sung by a white man. Probably shouldn't be sung at all. Yeah. And I think they did do well in the remake. I haven't actually watched the remake. No, I probably should have watched that. Um, but I know that they like their, their um, casting and stuff like that sort of more reflected. Um, yeah. But, okay, so taking it for what it is... Um, I've told us a few times. It was it was the one VHS movie that we had that was bought for Disney that by my by my dad. Um, probably should have kept on to it because apparently they're worth like a lot of money these days. Um, uh, Racist artifacts often are. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should be ashamed to say that I really liked Abu. Abu, he's adorable and hilarious. Oh yeah, and Raja was probably the best thing in the film. Yeah, um, I like Jafar. And I like um, Iago. The dad? No, the Iago, the parrot. I don't know. It's one of those things where, obviously at the time, we weren't thinking about it because, you know, as a society and a culture, we weren't thinking about it. Um, I do remember when they started, I think I think they had changed the lyrics to the song. They um, There was a reference to this saying, oh, it's barbaric, but it's home. And I think, uh, yep. and I think they changed that line um but yeah i don't like and both my kids for whatever reason don't like it i gotta say i so it didn't help my cause watching it last night i didn't really watch it much as a kid okay yeah. i don't recall like the entirety of this film this and lion so i don't have a connection with it we're my big ones so yeah lion king yes i'm gonna cry when we get there <laughs> but i never had a connection with aladdin so i like rewatching, it, I didn't have nostalgia on my side. I don't think I fell asleep here and there. I don't think Aladdin um, demands it or deserves a connection because there's no, to me, with Lion King, there's it's pretty hard not to have an emotional connection because emotional stuff happens in Aladdin. I don't think a lot of emotional stuff actually happens in it. I don't think it's it's mm. more of a a fun time movie. Um, even when like you know at the the low point where he sort of betrays Genie's trust and lots of stuff, like it's not. It's never like you're never gonna cry in the lap. There's no point yeah. where you can cry. Um, I do like um, when Jafar becomes the evil genie at the end. I remember that used to sort of freak me out a bit. Um, I was having a nap in that bit. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's not. I would say it's not one of the ones where I'm just like, ah, oh, like if I never saw it again, I wouldn't be that um, upset about it. Apparently, the sequels are pretty atrocious too. But I think I forgot there was a sequel. Second one, Robin Williams didn't appear in, but I think the third one maybe he needed. I don't 
I know he's in, I know he's in one of them. So. That's a shame. And I think there was a TV show too. So, but yeah, um, so yeah, I didn't get to get around to the Bad Lieutenant or the Crying Game. Um, I kind of wish I'd watched the Crying Game. Yeah, only Again, it's not on Prime. Only due to uh, Ace Ventura references, really. <laughs> That's my reference point. Problematic movie. <laughs> yeah. That Both one, of them. That one in particular. Wait, Ace Ventura or Crying Game? Ace Ventura. Right. Ooh, trans. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. There is police officers throwing up at the thought of their captain mm. being a man instead of the woman. It is fucking gross. Yeah. Anyway. But still, next... your gun is digging into my hip. <laughs> 94. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Mm. All right. So let's go on to TV. All right, so uh, Captain Planet aired a, at the time, controversial episode about uh, HIV and AIDS. Jumping on a bandwagon at all? At all? With a. I mean, I'd applaud it for a kid's cartoon or anime show, like, approaching that subject matter. How mad would parents have been? Oh, fuck. Can you imagine? Uh, there was backlash um, and I do think that like um, I mean it's available on the um, it's still available on DVDs and lot of stuff but like at the time it was quite significant that they did that storyline um, and I applaud them for it and you know what it's not <laughs> someone oh, someone was saying the other day we'll talk about how that, how kids watch like YouTube and stuff and like how it's like fucking stupid and all that but I'm like having watched I said to him like I watched Captain Planet again it's not that great. <laughs> like it's oh. it's nostalgic wise, it's fine. Mm. But like I can totally see that my parents would have walked in and said, "That's fucking stupid." Like, you know, exactly that. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's like I I this I've tr- I'd been trying to do it before I started this, but even now, like I take pause now when I'm about to sort of poo poo something that my kids are into because I'm just like I was into some stupid stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. Still are. Yes. <laughs> okay <laughs> um, and then it was the last episode of Fast Forward before it changed into Full Frontal in uh, I'm looking forward hopefully to getting on board <laughs> I didn't do any Fast Forward bit before my time Fast Forward still has some bits in it that were like highly questionable mm. I think Full Frontal got a little bit better um, and then also Eric Banner's going to come along yeah he is it's my boy <laughs> love you Eric oh, I'm sure he's listening um, let's go on to we had some pretty decent um, uh, episodes of Seinfeld so we had the opera um, the virgin and the contest and the airport pretty good episodes the contest obviously the biggest one out yeah. of all like, that one's like cemented um, Seinfeld in the in the uh pop culture of the time like even now it's one heavily, of the heavily quoted yeah um well I'll tell you this though I am never doing that again what you mean in your mother's house or all together all together you don't think I can no chance <laughs> you think you could well I know I could hold out longer than you Care to make it interesting? 
Sure, how much? Hundred dollars? You're on. Wait a second, wait a second. Count me in on this. You? Yeah. You'll be out before we get the check. Okay, one for All right, now. How are we going to monitor this thing? Well, obviously, we all know each other very well. I'm sure we'll all feel comfortable within the confines of the honor system. All right. Good. To the point where sometimes I remember I used to play in the store, I, I kind of skipped it because, like, it's actually quite graphic in a way. Like, if you were with a... <clears throat> if you were a conservative person walking in the store, like, they, they are talking freely about masturbation. Yeah, but not really. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I found, um, yeah, I, I once found you it, know it's obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose you have to know that it was about um, the airport's one of my favorite. Um, it's one of those ones where it's kind of like a bottle episode, like Jerry and Elaine are up in the sky and the planes. George and Kramer are there to pick him up, um, but then they get the wrong airports because they get diverted. Oh yeah. Um, Jerry's in um, first class. Elaine's in coach. Yeah. Um, Do they yeah. swap at some point as well? They swap at some point. Like, Elaine sneaks in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's one of my favourite episodes of all time because I like these ones where it's just like one sort of area for, for the for the group to be in. Um, uh, it's got a pretty good George moment too where he takes the last Time magazine from that um, prisoner uh, who's actually on oh, the front yeah. cover of Time. And he's like... It's like if I wasn't in these shackles, but yeah, yeah, in the shackles. <laughs> um, and then he gets his comeuppance at the end because he's actually in the same. Like, because George ends up on the plane because they're looking for. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's it's. This is like a very curb, yep. like the the sort of um how how it gets from A to B to C. I really like it. So. And more um, when it's not being wet and smoky and scary, very New York. Yeah. Like it's a stereotypical New York person to be so cocky and rude yeah for no reason no. <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's this this is a very New York episode so um going on to Simpsons we have the itchy and scratchy the movie uh Marge gets a job new kid on the block Mr. Plow some bangers here uh Marge gets a job I really like um I like the fact that Smithers abducted um Tom Jones Help me, Marge. <laughs> Big smile. Everybody's happy. <laughs> um, and also, when I was watching it with my kid, there's a bit where they're going through... They kind of take a little bit of a... Mr. Burns basically says that everyone's, everyone's happy, but they, they go through these workers and one's like drinking constantly mm-hmm. and the other one, um, I think, commits suicide. Yeah. And then one also then goes on a... He's actually got like a... Uh, a shotgun and he's going to go shoot a bunch of people yep and I had to sort of stop and like cause my son sort of looked at me like what's that about and I'm like ah oh, they're kind of making a joke about stuff but it's, it's kind of not yeah yeah and like I know that like a lot of people will go oh you know just you know it's just a just an animated show but like you're uh, making light of something that doesn't need to be made light of I think these days you do need to give them context so um, yeah yeah, there's a few of these ones from this this era where I'm just like, uh, I don't know if they'll make a joke about that anymore. <laughs> no, I, you'd hope not. Yeah, um, Mr. Plough is one of my favorite favorite episodes of all time. Um, uh, it used to be, I think it got a bit overplayed on TV, or I watched, I saw it too many times on TV. I don't know. Um, constant stories of getting it on. It's, uh, 
pretty decent line from Homer. He's being all sexy. Uh, Barney just Barney's a prick in this episode. <laughs> Barney's yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, he's just like, and I know, but he's just like, um, I'm gonna be the the plow king. I'm gonna get Linda Ronstadt. I'm gonna like take all your business, and also I'm gonna, you know, nearly die at the end, and you save me, and then it's all back to normal. But yeah, I, I found Barney particularly nasty in this one. <laughs> Happens again a little bit when they go to space. Mm. Like Barney, all he ever is is a drunk. But then every now and then he finds some purpose, and he's like just all but in on it, but so it's committed. Nasty, nasty purpose. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, this we did say at the start of this. Is this um, also put it in H? Yeah, put it in H. Yeah. <laughs> and also, do you come with the car? Yeah. <laughs> Have you <laughs> batus? Have you Pure seen the West? <laughs> the uh, Dankmas? No. You know about Dankmas? Oh, is that the, the songs? The Simpson techno songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to put it in H. Oh, really? It's pretty good. Okay. And they all put it on the Instagram. Yeah, we should get that up. Okay. It's worth it. Is so it just put it in H over and over and over again? A little bit. <laughs> uh, so, with that, we are on to the Law and Order Minute. Can I just say? I guess. So there's four. So I need the full minute. It's been a while. Been a while. Been a while. <laughs> um, before we get into this, this is the month that Jerry Orbach comes into the show. This is the start of the golden age, okay? Uh, which I don't know if I'm going to get to because he gets into it at the right the last <laughs> the last episode of the um. So I wanted to get in before the minute. I'm just going to say that my favorite episode of nearly the entire series is his first episode, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get to it in the minute. So I wanted to make a special announcement at the start. Okay. So so this Detective Lenny Briscoe is is his entry into the series happened this month. So this isn't eating into your minute. No, no. I guess you just no. I just want to I just want to make sure. And I, I think I've earned it, frankly. You gave you gave yourself the Law and Order minute. <laughs> gave yourself a minute each episode. I thought I could do it. <laughs> Turns out I can't. No. All right. You know what we should have done? We should have taken all the like the weeks where you only had twenty seconds or thirty seconds, and then put that extra time aside. <laughs> and then at the end of the year, you could have however much time is left over. Just slide in some more Law and Order. No, nah, I think you would have just kicked on. I probably would have, but that's up to me. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. I've got it here. I'm going to try and get through it all. All right. I'm going to be talking super fast. All right. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Go. It's a huge month in the wonderful world of Law and Order. We start with probably one of the grossest episodes ever, where Dr. Olivet, the psychiatrist who helps the police in a lot of cases, gets sexually assaulted in a gynecological exam. Turns out the doctor <laughs> might have done it before. Um, many times, but we d- but they doubt all of it because she works with the police and she's a woman. <laughs> um, satisfying, Wait. satisfying ending to this ep though. Uh, next we have uh, Adam Arkin from Chicago Hope. Remember Adam Arkin? He plays a Greek guy with a bit of a tan and an accent, and it's kind of weird. I don't know. It sounds unnecessary to mention, but Karen. Yeah. Uh, who may have taken self defense <laughs> too far and shot two black men, attempted to rob him. Turns out he's done it once before, and he kind of likes it, and a lot of people um, cheer him on about it. It's disturbing. Next, we have a run-in with a Colombian cartel and Phil Serretta, the cop that's been with us for the last season and a half, he gets shot in an undercover sting, buying guns. Next episode, 
Lady Briscoe has arrived, everyone. The golden age of law and order begins, and I am done. I got it all in. You did. That's what she said. <laughs> but then, the end was a bit of a fizzle. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I really didn't think you were going to make it. When you got to the third episode, and you had like 12 seconds left. I did kind of make that one like really short, because I thought I'm not going to have much left. But yeah. What about people that want to know what happened in the fourth episode, and you haven't said anything that actually happened in that episode? Lenny Bresco. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Lauren on a minute. <laughs> Phil decides to leave and uh, <laughs> uh, Okay, cool You've made your point Thank um, you. Cool Oh man, I can't wait for more Briscoe it's You can wait good. Awesome hmm. Good stuff, good times uh, Let's go on to Music Um Oh, I forgot to mention at the start. This probably could have, could have gone on the events, but it's pretty funny. So, uh, grunge is starting to get really, really big in the in the world. So what happened was, um, someone rang up Sub Pop Records, um, this UK magazine called Sky, and also the New York Times, um, and they asked him about. They were asking about grunge, and what they did was. They made up a bunch of words called grunge speak as a prank, and then they actually posted it online as, as actual news. Um, so have you got the list there? I do have some of the words. So they said there's um, bloated big bad big bag of bloatation is drunk, bound and hagged is staying home on Friday and Saturday night. They just came up with these in the office of Sub Pop. It's pretty impressive. Cob nobbler means loser. Dish means desirable guy. Fuzz, Which I think dish is real now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuzz means heavy wool sweaters. Harsh realm means bummer. <laughs> Kickers means heavy boots. Lame stain is an uncool person, which I think I might use that. Yeah, hang on to that. Lame stain. Uh, Platts is platform shoes. Rock on, a happy goodbye. Score, great, which that's that stuck around. Yeah. Swinging on the flippity flop <laughs> means hanging out. Tom Tom Club, uncle outsiders. And wax slacks, old ripped jeans. Uh, Jasper, the, the sub pop also um, offered tuna platter a hot date, and regretted that it had not appeared in the article. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty keen on all of those terms. Yeah, to yeah. Be honest. Um, it's just really weird because um, I feel like some of them got used in Wayne's World. Some of those I've heard in Kevin Smith films. Yeah, and the thing is, I think because um, I was watching. Oh, um, I watched. You can watch it now on... Um, there, was a, there was a BBC documentary about Nirvana in England. Oh, yeah. Um, you can watch it free on oh. YouTube. So I watched it the other night. Um, Pretty good? Yeah. And they, uh, they, but they, they cut to this bit where... Because they, they go in... They, they show more of that Top of the Pops. Remember the Top of the Pops where they didn't want to lip sync? Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, but then they cut to this bit where like there was like a exploration on grunge fashion on this... Um, uh, UK TV show and they're like so what is grunge and the guy's just like oh well you've got to like wear you got to have a plaid shirt but you got to wear it and you don't wear it you just wear it around your waist and stuff <laughs> and then like you know they showed this like fashion show with people with grunge and it's like it's so weird because like you know it's just what people had in their closets and they were wearing because it's fucking cold in Seattle yeah and it's like it's now and obviously you know 
Corduroy, like the song. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like the <laughs> the living proof of that song sort of thing. But yeah, um, if you get a chance, it's... um. I think it's like Nirvana and the UK. If you if you Google that, like you'll get the. It's, it goes through an hour. Shows a lot of unseen footage of them on their ninety and ninety one tours. Nice. Shows a bit more of Reading that night in Reading. Yep. Do you know they hadn't practiced for like they practiced like once. Before Pros, that. man. Because um, Dave Grohl's quite. It's actually probably one of the more open interviews about Kurt I've ever seen Dave Grohl give. Like he actually gives a bit of. He's done in the last, I think, five or so years. He's opened up more and more about mm. it. I think he's running out of fun stories to tell, so now he's telling his emotional well, stories. Well, Chris, Chris Novoselic's on there too, and he, he he sort of talks about it too. And they, um, there's a famous photo of Kurt um, where he's got the dark eyeliner, mm. and it's like, um, and there's the backstory of how that photo came around because it's like the one that like was on the cover of Rolling Stone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah another one. Um, and it's just like it's really interesting. So yeah, it's like an hour goes into a few like stories of um. Have you ever that? Have you ever watched the reading footage and there's that guy just dancing around on stage? Yeah, you get to, they interview him. No way. And there's a backstory. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So um, yeah, if you get a chance, uh, Nirvana in the UK. Uh, cool. So um, where were we? Our usual grunge like side sidebar. Um, Should we also mention that Kurt this month went to a Breeders concert and a PJ Harvey concert? Who was following around? <laughs> I don't know. But I like that someone's journaled all of this. Uh, on the Australian charts, it was all Boys to Men. And on the Billboard charts, it was all I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. So I had some music news for that. Yeah. I didn't want to mention it in the film section. Okay. May 2013. Yeah. An American Airlines flight did an emergency landing because a passenger refused to stop stop singing that song <laughs> and was even singing it while being removed from Have the plane. You, did you hear that? So in the 90s, I remember a very famous story of a lady who played it over and over and over and over again and her neighbours had, had to forcibly remove her. Ooh. So that song has... A lot of I'm, I, I might even do a like a b- little bit on it um, next season about the uh, the legal cases <laughs> to do with people playing that song. You should get your uh, your sister on and discuss to her the thought process of playing a song over and over and over and over and over. Oh yeah, <laughs> Wendy Matthews. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> back in Spotify time. If if we, if we had Spotify back then, like it, her end of year thing would just be all Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the releases for this month is Ned's Atomic Dustbin, Are You Normal, Bob Dylan, um, Bon Jovi, Keep the Faith, Rage Against Machine, No Effects, The Bodyguard Official Soundtrack, Sade, Ween, Ice Cube, Verve Pipe, Denim, The Far Side, and Leonard Cohen. What? Big month. Did you listen to? I'm going to tell you what I didn't listen to, because that would be quicker. Okay. Um, Denim, Verve Pipe. No effects and Dylan. Verve Pipe was weird. Verve Pipe, because like, they'll come up in a couple of years' time. They're all like part of like Paul Rock. Oh, right. <laughs> They're sort of like yep. jangly, sort of uh, college rock sort of thing. So they'll yep. come up in a bit. But this, this album's not great. Um, this is actually my favourite No Effects album. Um, Didn't even consider it. It's uh, got no time for them. It's got... Um, this one made me a better 
guitarist slash bassist, I think, because like the, the the stuff on here is really intricate, and it was like it was really challenging. So we used to play a lot of these songs in my first band, so I've got a lot of nostalgia for it. It's not as I said, I'm not a huge no effects man anymore, but this album was significant in my in my punk uh, upbringing, um, and I didn't listen to Dylan because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't hate him. And I don't want to be the kind of person that thinks his best stuff was in the 70s. Nah. But I don't really care. I do remember talking to our um, our illustrious friend, Matt, after seeing him. I'm like, did he play Hurricane? He's like, no. Like, did he play Rolling Stone? No. I'm like, what the fuck did you see him for then? And he's just like, he plays like, you know, the stuff he wants to play. And I remember at the time he's like, I think he was somewhat annoyed with me, which is, you know, fair enough because I'm annoying. But like, I was just sure. like, that's part of the mystery. It's kind of like with us in Pearl Jam. You don't go to see Better Man. You go because they're going to do what they feel is suits yeah, the night. I feel Dylan's a little bit more like I'm going to intentionally not yeah. do that stuff. And yeah. But it's kind of, I guess, for some people, the excitement of seeing him, you don't know what's going to happen. I went and saw him and there was, I think, two songs that I knew. Yeah. And he didn't touch a guitar the entire time. What? Yeah. He was on the keyboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think it was just there to keep him upright. <laughs> it did not seem well. I do. I, so, what did you? What was your favorite? I mean, I I, I didn't want to like the John Bo, John uh, the Bon Jovi, but man, keep the faith. Um, <laughs> Better roses. Oh man, they're pretty good songs. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. But those two songs. Yeah. Oh, those, those two songs. songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I remember a quote that I found earlier about um, and he was saying because like there was the whole grunge thing came in and he was actually kind of happy. He's like, oh, I'm, I think we, I think music needs a bit of a, um, like, because he was part of the metal or the glam yeah. sort of thing and he actually was welcoming the grunge because he said, like, yeah, I think we've we've had our time. We've sort of, we're past it now. I'm, I'm glad there's, like, a new a new thing coming through. So, I think... That's was, nice. I don't know what he was like. I, like, obviously, like, I'm not sure what, what his next... I don't think he ever changed. No. For whatever, like, for better or worse, but like I think, you know, he was at least like I'm not gonna um, rage against it, sort of thing. Speaking of, <laughs> um, <laughs> also, <laughs> yes, but before that, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Three good songs. Yeah. Um, As for Rage Against the Machine, <clears throat> now it's hard to not be 16 when I listen to this. Yeah. Keep going. But. So I tried to take a step back and every song sounds kind of the same. I don't know, man. But it it's so the, good. It gives me the rage of a 16-year-old. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I think Know Your Enemy might be one of my favourite songs of all time. Yeah, this is my favourite rage song. Yeah. Know Your Enemy? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, th- I actually think, and not, not being that guy, but I think Killing the Name is probably one of the not greatest songs on there. Like, I think there's Ooh. a lot more... I mean, it's good. It's, it's a good sort of wrong, a song to get your, like, your aggression out, but I think also it's been taken in the name of, like, of other people's... I think a lot of people who listen to Killing the Name of might not get what the actual message of the song is. Yeah. Um, and might be used in, in, in the wrong way, but, like, I think... Uh, yeah, um... It's, it is an aggressive album. It's 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 there. It's, it's doing what it's wanting to do. 
I used to be scared of the Killing of the Name of Film Clip. Because <laughs> I'd never seen... It's just like them playing live, but it's like... There's like a bunch of scary men. <laughs> and like watching, you know, uh, Madonna's Reign. And then the next clip is like these guys like Killing of the Name of. And like my... I had not... You know, this is, like, I've been listening to Pearl Jam, but like, you know, Pearl Jam didn't have crowds like this crowd. Yeah. This crowd was like angry and fierce and like... Yeah. And it was like... It was scary. And I remember... Couple of times, just turning it off and was like, I don't know if I, know, I don't know if I like this. I think at that time I was like, you anyway, know, and I was like, you know, brought up in a house where it was like fairly conservative and stuff like that. Um, and this was this holds nothing back. Like it's full on. Yeah, yeah. It, and I, and I would have been seeing the, the edit. Like I think I, would, I, I don't think I would have heard the unedited one for quite some time because I didn't buy the album until like later on, sort of thing. So I didn't even get the fuck you and do what you tell me, sort of thing. Yeah. So but every single song on here, like along with Killing the Name, they've all... This could be an incredible rock opera. Mm. Like, a, like a concept album, like there's a clear theme here from yeah. start to finish and it carries on, like the songs flow really well into each other. It could just be one, like, what, 50-minute song. Yeah, and I think it um, it binds together better than, I'd say, on than Evil Empire and Battle Los Angeles. Like, I think... I can listen to this album the whole way through a lot easier than those two albums. Whereas, yep. like, because I think that one's sort of struck. Like, Evil Empire is like, you know, Bulls and Parade and People of the Sun and stuff like that. But, like, I don't know whether the rest of the album really sort of no. holds up to it. Um, I used to have, having said that in high school, like, I had favorites. I had, like, Kill Any Name, Know Your Enemy, Probably Wake Up. Those were my songs. Yeah. But listening to it recently, like, every single one on here. Yeah. Is no better or worse than the one before it. You know what's it's worse? It's so good. You know what's worse? <laughs> I tried to listen to it. I don't know why. That is Push Little Daisies by Ween. Ween are a band where um, I feel like if I was in a room full of like learned musicians and people who like are into music, um, they would all be saying, you should listen to Ween, and I still can't get on board. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been... You hear it through so many people. So many people I respect say like, "Oh, Ween's album. This album's the best. This album's the best." And like, they've been Primus. Yeah, I feel like a similar. Yeah, and it's just like I just you should can't. appreciate them. Yeah, I don't know what I, I and I. I think I can appreciate certain things. Like, um, is this how you feel when I talk about John Frusciante? I just complete disregard, and he's gone back to real chips. I so fuck him. He's just trying to help them out. You know, they've lost their way. <laughs> they turn into garbage. Just um, taking pity on them. Yeah, I um, I just, I don't know, I can't get on the Ween. I, I I barely get on Flaming Lips. Like I can, I can at least because Flaming Lips I find. Like Ween, Ween at least I, I'd even put them somewhat with They Might Be Giants in the fact that like at least like They Might Be Giants I think they're experimental, but I feel like they're still melodic, whereas Ween seem to be actively trying to be maybe not <laughs> listenable, <laughs> which I know is a harsh thing to say, but like. I know some bands... It's like that whole noise band thing. Like, everyone's like... I went to a gig at, like, um, Animal House once. Like, this, like, DIY venue in, in Adelaide. And, like, heaps of people were into this band. And I'm like, I don't... I just don't... I don't know. I don't... I don't have the musical knowledge. Or maybe I don't have, like, the appreciation to, like, try something that different. I'm like, this is just Sometimes you just it. want rhythms and melodies and it to be nice and but it was very abrasive and like really yeah. hard. Like it was actually like 
hurting hurting my hurting me physically to listen to it. How about the other end of the spectrum? Oh man, shut up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just gonna go make love to my mom. <laughs> This is a sexy album. It's really quite nice. It's I could put that in the background of um Anything. Anything. Yeah. It nearly made my top for the month. It's it'll be a hard month. And that no ordinary love, I think it's it's gonna be hard to not keep it keep it out of my top five of um yeah. songs. Um, um, but then there was a bodyguard as well, also full of bangers. Well, I I don't think I'm gonna say I don't think that Oh Love I Love You is the best song on this on this did, album. Did you know that that was a cover prior to this? Do you know? Did you hear it in the movie? Yes, the country version by John Doe yeah. of X. Yes, how weird is that? Oh my god! Rock I forgot roll. to mention that in the episode. I was like rock and roll weirdness. <laughs> when I when I heard it there, I was like. That's weird. Is that why she does the song? Is this a cover? Is this a cover of her cover? And then I looked it up. I was like, is this a fucking Dolly Parton song? I did not know that. It's, it's, yeah. And yeah. then John Doe from X covers it in The Bodyguard. It's all very, very odd. There's a, um... His version's yeah, I mean, not very good, though. I have nothing. Like, like a lot of, this, a lot of these ones, like, uh, throughout the movie, too, like, you're listening to, like, the, I suppose, her alter ego in the movie, like, Rachel Maddow. Maddox, I think. Um, I should probably remember that. Um, but you're like, oh, these are Whitney Houston songs, but like, these are really good songs. Like they're, yeah. they're like, and I'm glad that like, because there's movies where they talk about they've got this fake star, so they have to write fake songs for it, and usually the fake songs are fucking awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, when you um, cast someone like Whitney Houston in a role, she's probably not going to like, like I'm not saying she's the best actress actress in that movie, but you know that she would have made sure that the songs in the movie were. Yeah, perfect. and if they weren't perfect, like she was gonna make them good. Yeah, like she did with "I Will Always Love You." Uh, I do like this song too. That's huge. I thought we'd get to this. DCA. That's, that's what it was. This is um Predator. What album Predator? The pre- yeah um. I was not allowed to play this very often though because it's got a lot of swearing and, and words and my my wife was just like, uh, our boys were around. <laughs> the language in it is obviously inappropriate, but like the... Oh, the album... The subtext really, of oh, it. Oh, yeah, like, the, subject, the album's really good. It's just like, it's just something that like, it's not... I had the I had the mix playing. We were having uh, morning tea outside the uh, hot chocolates and croissants and lots of stuff Ooh. and then uh, it wasn't that one it was um, When Will They Shoot came on and it's like yeah. that is an awesome song but not one for brunch no <laughs> even I listened to it again on the way up here at 8.30 in the morning <laughs> did, you, did you put your window up so no one was there you were like, down office, in my seat. like office space yeah. <laughs> except I didn't know all the words um, I really like this, um, the uh, group uh, Farside. They had a song called Oh Shit. Yep. That song was fucking awesome. I, I didn't mind some Farside. Yeah. And they I, have like um, on their album, they've got little sketches, like comedy sketches and oh, stuff yeah. like that. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I made a better, better effort this month because I knew that you would have listened to those two. Yeah. I was like, I'll give them a go. And I grew up, at one point my brother was really into rap and hip hop, like Method Man and like Red Man and all that stuff. Yeah. And for some reason made me hate it. I was like, no, this isn't music. This is bad. 
this is rude and offensive. I don't understand what's going on. Mother, I don't like it. <laughs> and now I listen to it as a 30-year-old white man going, fuck, they were saying this shit in 92 and just no one was listening. Nope. This is exactly the same as what people are saying now. Yeah. No, nah, it's just, uh, like, as I've said from the very start, I'm using this podcast as a way to get back into, like, stuff that I missed and should have listened to and been okay listening to and, like, you know, said to my friends, no, I don't want to listen to, I don't know, Rubik Fish. I want to listen to this. <laughs> it's got to take any, any scar band out of the... <laughs> yeah, that's fair to say you don't want to listen to Rubik Fish. They're okay, but, you know, we can do better. Yeah. Um, Powderfinger News. <laughs> Ooh. Powderfinger News. So Powderfinger News. Um, so they they were they were pretty busy. They played uh, four shows, all in Brisbane. <laughs> okay, guys, you just released an EP. Get out of your fucking state. Yeah. Also, props to Brisbane for having so many venues for different venues to play. <laughs> they did a two night stand in uh, Dooley's Hotel. Um, Dooley. Dooley's. From uh, K9. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> um, and then they played the Manhattan Club. I think they were very popular there. They've played that a few times now. Okay. I think, think they were a house band there. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that's Powderfinger News. Powderfinger News. Uh, so, what are, your, what are your picks? Home Alone 2. Yep. Never a question. All right. If you don't say the same, I'm quitting the podcast. Mm, bye. <laughs> Passenger 57 over Home Alone 2. Nah, bodyguard. What? Uh, it's more like, you know, I'm more of the, the, of the nice surprise. I knew, like, that's always going to be in my back pocket. I need, I need new stuff. No, but every time you watch Home Alone 2, there's something new. <laughs> we'll try to dodge, yeah. yeah. And when he fell down. <laughs> Stop, don't, don't. <laughs> Hell. Um, I can't believe you take the bodyguard over that. What are you going to watch every Christmas? Bodyguard or okay, Home Alone 2? Okay, okay, okay. You bullied me into it. Home Alone 2. Good. Okay, cool. That's right. <laughs> and your uh, your album? Uh, this is probably the hardest month we've had. Really? I think so. Okay. Because, well, like like I just bullied you, Um, Rage would be my choice. Yeah. Like always in my pocket. Always rage, but Sade. This was really nice. Yeah. Ice Cube was really fucking good. And the bodyguard's just classic. Ooh, so what's he going to take? Uh, you go first. I'm going to go Sade. Yeah? Yeah. I still don't know. You know when you go to order food and you're like, you order first and I'll decide by the time you've ordered. I still well, haven't decided. Again, like I, I, I understand that, um, like, for me, no effects or rage against me are the, are the more obvious choices. But I'm like, I was generally happy. Like, I was surprised—not surprised because I've heard no ordinary love before. But like, it's just a nice chill album. It um, is. It is really good. Yeah. But not every single song in there am I going to go. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, now you make me question my choice. Like I. Right, I like I'm, that. I'm gonna say No Ordinary Love is definitely going like gonna be contender for the top five. But I, okay, look, I'm it gonna, has to be Rage. You know, now it's between Rage and No Effects. Why? 
Because NoFX was like very instrumental in that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Rage. Fuck it. Yeah. Rage. So we're both homeless with Tomb and Rage. Got a pair of sea dogs. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. That was fun. Yeah, I'm glad we uh, ended on the same note there because I would have been very upset. So, if you need to, if you need to, if you want to get in contact with us, or uh, need to, or need, need to, to. Um, if you're like, no, I disagree about stuff, then um, take it elsewhere. <laughs> let us know. If you want to be on the podcast, let us know. It's uh, livingthepastpod at gmail.com. We are just about to start recording our 1993 episodes and we've got so much good let's do stuff. december 1st though <laughs> why because that month comes after november so you know before we get oh no next like, year. yeah we we no but we're <laughs> in in our timeline the timeline we got different timelines there's lots of stuff going on it's so like in, our, in our recording timeline we're, we're nearly starting to 1993 wow um so yeah pod at gmail.com Check us out on Instagram so you can see uh, our Turtle Doves yeah. <laughs> posts because there'll be a lot. Um, just to infuriate Matt, but he's not on Instagram, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, in our episode description, you can uh, see our Spotify and Letterboxd links to find out what we've been listening to and watching for the podcast. And if you want to get uh, give us a five-star rating. Um, or four-star, you know, whatever. No, no, just five. It's fine. Five or one. Five or one. No, don't give us one. I mean... Message me first. If you, if you can give us one, then message me first, and then maybe I can talk to you about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to give us a five-star review, um, do it at Apple or wherever you get your podcast from if they give you the chance to do that. Um, and until next time, until our last month of the year and then second to last episode of the of the season, we will... Hey, rock on, Cobb Nobbler. <laughs> You dish. <laughs> I'll see ya. Bye. Cha cha cha. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at Mild Scribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Relax.